You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. Jake Crane, better known as J-Boy of the J-Boy Show. He will join us to break down the six SEC teams who start tournament play today and tomorrow. And we'll find out uh, who he has in his final four while you guys make your last-minute bracket adjustments. Let's face it, we all do it. I'll be doing mine until about 10.55 Central, right before uh, tip-off. Also, Auburn, they had their pro day yesterday. We'll give you some takeaways from that here from some of the guys. And... For the first time this spring, we hear from LSU quarterback Miles Brennan. Find out what exactly went wrong with him last year, that injury that ended his season so abruptly. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, we got a lot of stuff we got to touch on. Talk with J-Boy in just a bit, but first let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. First up, tournament starts today. Hopefully you guys were listening to this early enough. But uh, coming up, 11-15 Central, 12-15 Eastern. It's Virginia Tech versus Florida. That will be on CBS. 30 minutes later, 11-45 Central, 12-45 Eastern. Arkansas will take on Colgate. That game will be on True TV. And then at 3-30 Central, 4-30 Eastern, Oregon State versus Tennessee over on TNT. So half the SEC gets started today. The other half gets started tomorrow. Best of luck to those teams. If I had to guess, though, just give you my picks. I think Arkansas wins. I think Tennessee survives Oregon State. And I think Florida loses to Virginia Tech. But those are just my picks. Head to betonline.ag. You can get your bets in on those games. Uh, We talked about uh, Georgia's Pro Day. Yesterday, um, on yesterday's show, yesterday, Auburn had their pro day as uh, Seth Williams was asked to explain how diverse his route tree was at Auburn. He said, quote, here at Auburn, we didn't really run a lot of routes. Not the most uh, glowing review of the Auburn offense. But Seth Williams also asked yesterday about his decision to leave school early. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a tough decision. Um, but like I said, I asked a lot, uh, got a lot of um, wisdom from a lot of people, and ultimately came with the decision to leave early. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a tough decision. Um, but like I said, I asked a lot, uh, got a lot of um, wisdom from a lot of people, and ultimately came with the decision to leave early. KJ Britt, the linebacker who uh, missed the backstretch of the season for Auburn, he looked good in his drills. He was asked about how his pro day went. I think it went well. I think I was pretty well on my own field drills. I pretty much knew like what my time was going to be before I got here, so it really didn't shock me. Um, that's bad. I didn't want a too slow time, you know. I'm just, you know, grateful for the opportunity, to be honest. One other note, Auburn safety, Jamie and Sherwood, he had a 34-inch arms, or measured in, rather. Those, that was the longest recorded by a defensive back prospect in 15 years. So, uh, long arms for Jamie and Sherwood, and some uh, of the scouts really like that in a player. Uh, during his first media availability of the spring, as uh, Auburn is getting ready for their spring practice, we're getting underway, Bo Nix 
was asked to share his thoughts on playing for Brian Harson and Mike Bobo. Interestingly, the quarterback noted the lack of on-the-road recruiting his coaches could probably uh, could do probably helped him develop a better relationship with them. He said, I've really enjoyed getting to know these guys and what they bring to the table so far. They've coached in a lot of different situations. Coach Harson, obviously all his success at Boise, and then Coach Bobo with everything he's been able to do from an offensive standpoint, all the quarterbacks that he's been able to coach, just being to learn from these guys I'm really enjoying it. I know moving forward, especially this offseason, as we didn't have so much recruiting, they weren't out as much. I could really kind of be around them more often and uh, than probably normal. It's a good point. Without the, the coaches on the road, they're around their guys more. More time spent around Bo Nix. Let's see if that helps Bo Nix take that big step forward this year as the quarterback at Auburn. Over at LSU, they were speaking with the media for the first time this spring, and quarterback Miles Brennan speaking to the media for the first time in well, quite a while. And we found out about Miles Brennan's injury that he suffered uh, early on in last season. And here was Miles Brennan discussing that injury that sidelined him for the rest of the year. And no one had ever seen an injury like this in this exact spot that I had it. Um, and so the doctor I went and met with here in Baton Rouge. Uh, pretty much told me that we, I had two options. I could either let my body heal it on its own and take it literally a day at a time. Um, and I know that's very cliche for life, but it was literally a day at a time to see if my body would heal it on its own. And if not, he said we could do surgery, but I personally have never done surgery on this. Um, he said, so we'd be naming the surgery after you if you wanted to. And I, I didn't really feel that comfortable with that. Um, so I was going to you know, give my body healing it on its own the time. And obviously, if worse comes to worse, then I would have gone with the surgical route. But uh, it was just, it, it needed time. And it was very frustrating because it was a very, very, very slow healing process. It was an injury to his lower abdomen, and it was a full tear. And if you missed it, he said in there, the doctors, a lot of them said they had never seen this type of injury before. And basically said that if they went and did went in and did surgery, they would be naming the surgery after him. So... You know, you know so many guys in baseball, I've got to have Tommy John surgery. Somebody would have had this injury again down the road, it would have been, oh, I've got to have Miles Brennan surgery. Pretty funny to think about, but also scary in that uh, this was a pretty serious injury that he suffered. And now we know why Brennan never saw the field again after that Missouri game last year. Brennan did go on to say also that uh, his new offensive coordinator, Jake Peets, Calls him, quote, almost twice a day, sometimes just talking about life. Sometimes calls him on the road. It's a relationship he has not had with a quarterback or OC before. So no disrespect to uh, the guys who were there last year. But uh, sounds like Jake Peets taking a little bit more ownership role with his quarterbacks and into this season. Over at Kentucky, head coach Mark Stoops said earlier this week that the wide receiver spot is a, quote, position we feel like we have to continue to grow it looks like that growth will be giving a bunch of new faces opportunities. Senior Alan Daly and junior Bryce Oliver have both entered the transfer portal this week. Daly was Kentucky's second most productive wide receiver in a, let's call it an anemic passing offense last year. He had 14 catches for 139 yards and a touchdown. Oliver caught six passes for 111 yards and a touchdown in 2019, but was limited last fall. Daly started all 11 games for Kentucky last year. So, Liam Cohen, new OC. A lot of new receivers out there for Kentucky. 
Over in South Carolina, they kicked off their first spring practice under Shane Beamer, and one of their best players will not be fully active for Saturday's practice. No uh, no, uh, update on whether or not he'll be back for the Garnet and Black Spring game on April 24th, but redshirt freshman running back Marshawn Lloyd still recovering from his torn ACL that ended his 2020 season before it even began, uh, really during last preseason. Shane Beamer confirmed Thursday with reporters uh, he will be one of a number of players who will be missing Saturday's opening practice. But Marshawn Lloyd, I know a lot of people waiting to see him in action. And it seems like we got to wait a little bit longer, but it's been a year just about since uh, Marshawn Lloyd suffered that ACL injury. Uh, Shane Beamer did also talk about position battles. He said it is wide open for everyone, including quarterbacks. He said Luke Doty should take the first rep on Saturday, but that quarterback spot is wide open for the Gamecocks. Two other tidbits. Uh, Georgia Gymnastics, they had to pull out of the SEC Championships this weekend due to COVID. They were set to be the seventh seed, so... SEC uh, gymnastics champion, uh, SEC championships and gymnastics will roll on without Georgia. And in basketball news, College of Charleston transfer guard Zepp Jasper is heading to Auburn. Uh, he reported as excellent on or is an excellent on-ball defender. Averaged almost 16 points per game last season. Shot 87% from the free throw line. Scored double digits in his last eight games at the College of Charleston, including a 38-pointer and a 27-pointer in his final two. He's heading to Auburn, so good pickup there for Coach Bruce Pearl. When we return, we're going to switch gears and talk a little bit on the NCAA games happening today and tomorrow with our buddy uh, Jake Crane, better known as J-Boy from the J-Bo Show. That's coming up next. Tournament starts today, and folks, you need to be going to betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action it is tournament time. You've got games all day long today and tomorrow. Look, your bracket's bound to get busted by tomorrow. You need to be betting individually in some of these other games. They've got great uh, odds with uh, over-unders. They've got totals. They've got uh, point spreads. All of that you can access at BetOnline right now. they got you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to BetOnline.ag right now. You can do so on your mobile device, your tablet, your uh, laptop, whatever, you can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use that promo code Locked On. You will get a 50% welcome bonus, and you'll be betting on March Madness, and you won't be throwing your bracket in the garbage because guess what? There's more games. There's more things to bet on all throughout the day, today, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday. Get in on the action at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Roll along here, Locked On SEC, and real excited to get with this guy. This guy has been a... A meteoric riser in the uh, podcast world, and now he's got his video out there. He is all over the place. Jump in with him right now. Jake Crane, The J-Boy Show, joins us now. You can check him out at thejboyshow.com. He's talking all things SEC just like we are every single day. J-Boy, what's going on, man? 
Hey, man, I appreciate you guys having me on and the kind words. Love what y'all do. And uh, it's uh, finally time we get together and chop it up a little bit. Absolutely, man. I figured uh, you would have some thoughts on some of these games, particularly the uh, the SEC matchups happening, and said, why not get, uh, get Jake on and let's <laughs> jump into it. So let's do it, Jake. We know Alabama and Arkansas are the two – uh, best seeds for the SEC to you know get to the Final Four, win a championship. What do you make of some of the lower seeds and any of the teams like LSU, Tennessee, Florida that you might be buying stock in right now? Hey, you know, the one, and, and I look around, and I thought this year in the SEC it was a good year. I don't think it was a great year. Uh, I, I look at Alabama, uh, did an unbelievable job, uh, Nate Oates. Uh, obviously, the way they've changed defensively, which has been the biggest adjustment they've made. But outside of uh, Alabama and Arkansas, LSU to me, when I look at this matchup, everybody's talking about, oh, LSU versus Michigan in round two. They better not overlook St. Bonaventure in the first round. St. Bonaventure has veteran guards. They run a grinded-out style, and they're one of the best defensive teams in the country. Obviously, Cam Thomas is a walking bucket. Watford's going to have to show up. But LSU, if they're not hitting shots, cannot panic because St. Bonaventure does a great job of lulling you to sleep. They communicate very well on defense. That's why I think LSU is only a one-point favorite. I do think they sneak by the Bonnies, but they better not be overlooking them to Michigan. I do think they have a shot at Michigan. And, again, you know how basketball is. You never know. But they've got to play defense at LSU. They're not going to be able to outscore everybody in this tournament or just lean on Cam Thomas. Uh, look at Florida. I think Virginia Tech is a little bit of a sleeper in this tournament because they've had a lot of time off due to COVID, but when they've played, they've been pretty good. Uh, they've got, got guards that can score, that can drive and kick. They're pretty good from three, and they're able to win a rock fight. And uh, Florida's been so inconsistent. Castleton, and I know you know losing Keontae Johnson early in the year, just glad that he's okay, but Castleton's got to have uh, an elite game, and I just don't know if Florida's consistent enough. And I look at Tennessee in the same way. I think they're going to beat Oregon State. I don't have them going any further than that, especially with Fulkerson uh, after, you know, Omar Payne hit him with that elbow. Right. Uh, when I look at Tennessee, I just – I don't think they're, they're consistent enough to put enough good games together. They're going to have to rely on Springer uh, and Keon Johnson, who had a heck of a game in the SEC tournament. Uh, but really, I, I don't see a, a ton of SEC teams being able to advance very far. That Arkansas-Texas Tech matchup in round two is going to be an absolute fist fight. But I don't have an SEC team in my Elite Eight, believe it or not. Wow. Okay. That's what it was going to be my next question. I mean, I, I keep going back and forth on Alabama and Arkansas. They've both been so good uh, all year. Obviously, Arkansas just had their uh, their win streak snapped in the SEC tournament by LSU. But Alabama, look, they played the close game with LSU, but, you know, scoreboard. You got to win the game, and they were able to pull it out in the SEC championship game. So you're not buying either Arkansas or Bama's chances to uh, to win this whole thing? No, you know, I think Alabama's going to get bounced by Texas in the Sweet 16. Uh, I watched Jericho Sims play the other night, and Alabama's biggest weakness is down low. Now, they attacked LSU. Herb Jones isn't going to be able to out-rebound Jericho Sims or Greg Brown. Uh, Alabama's going to have to try and push the tempo, in my opinion, against Texas. But the thing about Sims is he's, he's big enough to dominate you inside and post up, but he's athletic enough to defend Bruner on the three because that's been Alabama's kind of M.O. They use Bruner as a guy that's going to draw out that big guy, and if the big guy can't run, he's going to hit wide-open threes. Alex Reese is the same way, uh, but I think Texas is going to be a really tough matchup in the Sweet 16. I actually have Texas in my Final Four. I love the Coleman kid. They've got veteran guards, like I keep mentioning, because that's what wins in the tournament. I love Arkansas. I tell you what, Colgate is not a, a, a total pushover. They should win. Moses Moody has to be selfish, and Desi Seals has to start showing up for them to make a true run. 
I've got them going to the Sweet 16, uh, but not any further than that. All right, Jake. Well, we got some people probably filling out their brackets last minute, making some changes. Who you got in your final four? You want to give us a little peek? Man, it's I will. It's Big 12 heavy. Uh, I've got Texas, West Virginia, Baylor, and Gonzaga. I've got Baylor beating Gonzaga. It won't be a perfect season for the Zags. I love Davion Mitchell. I love Vital. I love the length of Baylor and the physicality. And I think Scott Drew gets it done. Uh, so it's, it's Big 12 heavy. And I think Bob Huggins, everybody talks about Mark Few and how he's due and all this stuff. Bob Huggins is due, too. And West Virginia, a three seed. They're just good enough where you got to respect them, but they're not high enough uh, kind of in the seeding pecking order for people to be totally afraid of them. I love what they do defensively. They've got to be able to shoot the three well. But I think West Virginia, Baylor, Texas, and Gonzaga, that's my final four. It's my story, and I'm sticking to it. More with Jay Crane right after this. We have been telling you guys about Built Bar for a long time now. And Built Bar is, of course, the best-tasting protein bar out on the market. They are the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. And we are into the Sweet 16 matchups. Today's matchup is a big one. It is Caramel Brownie versus Double Chocolate. I'm torn here, folks. I like both of these a lot, but you can get in on the action and you can go vote on who you think is the best Built Bar at BuiltBar.com or on their Twitter page at Bar underscore Built. And remember, when you go to BuiltBar.com and you find something that you like, you can use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Are you guys ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Sakima and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric mock drafts right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tons of SEC guys going in the SE or the first round this year. No surprise there. It happens every single year. Continuing our conversation with Jake Crane from The J-Boy Show. You can check him out at thejboyshow.com. J-Boy, we talked some basketball. I got to switch gears to the gridiron because, look, it's it's spring football already here. A lot of SEC teams already on the practice field. Give me one or two big storylines you're looking for across the SEC, at least during this springtime, that you want to see. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of teams are replacing quarterbacks. Uh, you know, you look at Alabama, you look at Florida, you go down the list. And I think you got to look at some teams that are returning quarterbacks. If you're Auburn and Brian Harson, you've got to find seven guys on that offensive line that can help you. They've played with more guards than the Houston Rockets the last couple of years. They've got to find a couple tackles that can get it done. Uh, I think they can, can find two or three, but you got to put your best five out there. If there's a guy that's a tackle that's a better guard than your starting guard, you got to move them in there. You look at Alabama. You know they're going to be talented, replacing a ton on offense. But when you recruit at Nick Saban's level, uh, I look at a guy like Xavier Williams. I look at some of those young receivers that they signed. Obviously, you got Mechie. Defensively, they returned a lot of guys. Will Anderson is going to be a first-round pick. That kid was a monster as a freshman. They do lose Sertan in the back end, but they returned Josh Job and a couple other guys. And we know, I'm telling you right now, I coached Kyrie Jackson in junior college for a year, their corner signee. That kid is the best corner in the country coming out of high school, our prep. And as a matter of fact, he could go play receiver 
and started Alabama. That kid's going to make a name for himself. Remember, I said that, but I'm looking at the East. Everybody's going to be talking about Georgia. They're the class of the East. I think they're actually uh, going to win the whole thing this year and, and drop a little news bomb there. But who's going to be that team? I think Florida takes a step back. I think you see Missouri and Kentucky finish second and third in whatever order because somebody whispered to Mark Stoops that they're allowed to throw the ball forward now in football nowadays. <laughs> they really spread out that offense because defensively up front is where Mark Stoops has really uh, pushed Kentucky to the next level. I think they're going to win a few games that they shouldn't. I love Eli Drinkowitz, what he did with Connor Basilak, the freshman last year. I know they lost some guys on defense, but they've recruited well. They should be pretty good up front. Lost a few guys to the portal. Uh, but they've developed a few younger guys. I expect them to take a step forward. And then you look at the West. Everybody's not discounting Texas A&M, but they think with Kellen Mond leaving, oh, the offense is going to struggle. I think their offense is going to be better because I don't think Jimbo trusted Kellen Mond to make the throws uh, with the game on the line. You go back to the Auburn game, he should have got picked off there. There's been multiple times where he threw the wrong pass at the wrong time. I think Jimbo's going to open that offense up, but the difference for Texas A&M is the defense. Typically, A&M's never had a problem scoring. It's stopping people. There's so many storylines. I'm just glad we're having a spring practice, and I know the coaches are too. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously uh, going to be interesting. Uh, Florida, Kentucky, the two teams not having spring games, but everybody else, the dates are now set, and we will have some spring football action here or spring games happening in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts. You mentioned A&M. Obviously, uh, you know, like you said, I'm with you. I think their quarterback play might be even better uh, opening up a little bit more. LSU, they're bringing a lot back. I was surprised to see that Roman Harper on a Paul Feinbaum show the other day brought up that he thinks Arkansas and Ole Miss are the best challenges for Alabama in the West. Any thought on Arkansas and Ole Miss this year? Uh, you know, I love Roman. Uh, you look at Ole Miss last year, they had no personnel on defense outside a couple guys uh, coming off the edge. The thing for Lane is, He's going to have to start going the speed limit a little bit more. Are they going to give up a ton of points? Uh, I love Matt Corral. I called him the Golden Corral. Uh, he does a really good job of extending <laughs> plays, understanding what the defense is giving him. But I don't see Ole Miss contending with Alabama. I think they could finish in the top four in the West. Arkansas, I just still – they're another recruiting class away at least, especially up front. But what uh, Barry Odom and Sam Pittman did last year with the beleaguered roster that they had, I thought it was one of the best stories. Uh, in the league, but I, I just don't think they're ready to be back yet. I love Roman. I've had him on the show. His brother Brian's a great friend of mine, but I'm going to have to disagree with him there. Yeah, I love that. The, the best part about that nickname is Golden Corral is not always a good thing. So that's uh, that's, that's why exactly that, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's why that's that exactly nickname works, right. especially if you're yeah you're like me and you don't eat breakfast or lunch and sneak in there. It's uh, you know you kind of roll yourself out of there. Well, last thing for you, Jake. Obviously, look, a lot of people are expecting to see Georgia versus Alabama in. Atlanta, but if it was, if both those teams were not there, who would it be and why? Wow, that is a great question. If Georgia and Alabama uh, were not there, I would go Kentucky from the East. That's right, I said it. And from the West, you know, I'm going to go A&M. I love what they return up front. That's where the games won and lost. I thought they had the best, you know, eight-man rotation on the offensive line. Uh, outside of Alabama in the league last year. Uh, so if you take Alabama and Georgia out of it, you give me A&M versus Kentucky, uh, and Kentucky may have more wins in football than they did in basketball this year, which is absolutely mind-boggling. I think I just heard a collective groan from the CBS and SEC offices saying, <laughs> my God, the ratings would be awful for an A&M-Kentucky SEC title <laughs> game, but nonetheless. Uh, J Jake, let us know, our listeners know where they can find the show and the podcast. I know you guys got the whole TV aspect going out too, right? 
Yeah, man, it's crazy. I started with a $50 microphone and an Acer laptop that barely worked, and now very fortunate enough to uh, have a great studio and great people behind me. They know a lot more about the technology than me. But go subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's The J-Boy Show, T-H-E space, J-B-O-Y space, S-H-O-W. Subscribe on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We put out content every day, not just the show, uh, wagering. Uh, we've been very successful on our picks. Uh, and also, we got a bracket challenge on ESPN. It's the J-Boy Bracket Challenge, first place, $100 in merchandise, second, $50 in merchandise, third, third place, a set of steak knives, fourth place, you're fired. Uh, so that's what we got going. I uh, really appreciate you guys having me on. Love what y'all are doing, and uh, let me know if you want me back. Awesome, Jake. Great stuff, man. We'll do this again real soon. Awesome, brother. Thank y'all. Be safe. All right. Thanks a lot. It's Jake Crane there from uh, the J Boy Show. Does an awesome job, and he has been a, a meteoric riser out there in terms of uh, starting off as a podcast and now uh, doing a TV show, and he's got a whole cast of characters. And my goodness, does he bring the guests? I mean, big names all across uh, the SEC, college football world, and, and everything else, and he does a, a great job. And fun to catch up with him for the first time, and we'll have to get him on again real soon. But that is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Appreciate uh, J-Boy coming on with us and uh, talking about the NCAA tournament. We got action, folks. We got action all day today and tomorrow, and I encourage you, look, fill out your bracket. If you haven't done so yet, you can sign up. Uh, before the game start today, last chance, you can sign up on our ESPN bracket for the Locked On Network. If you guys want to get in there, win a chance to guest appearance, uh, guest host on a Locked On podcast, uh, on our Locked On podcast network. So go do that. Get your bracket in. But if you're looking to just bet on some of the individual games today and tomorrow, I encourage you to do it at betonline.ag, the best place to place your wagers. Man, we're getting started early today. 11.15 Central, 12.15 Eastern. Virginia Tech taking on Florida. Can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Later today, we'll get Oregon State against Tennessee. And uh, we'll be fully underway into the NCAA tournament. You guys have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy it all. We'll be back on Monday to recap it. Man, we're going to have round four uh, or day four of the tournament on Monday. So we'll actually only be able to break down the first three days. We'll see uh, who is surviving in advance. We'll discuss it all on Monday. You guys have a great weekend.